This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. But here's some good news. After last week's announcement from Pfizer that their vaccine is more than 90% effective, another company, Moderna, has made an announcement of their own. Moderna announcing its vaccine could be up to 94.5% effective. Scientists are like, we've harnessed the power of mRNA. Well, Americans are like, does it come in grape flavor? The National Weather Service issued a rare tornado warning for Manhattan and the Bronx. Though, in the case of the Bronx, the warning was for the tornado. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Everybody's fighting on my Facebook again. (laughs) Okay, so, okay, hang on. This could be a number of things. Maybe they're fighting about the weather because they switched it up, or maybe they're still fighting about COVID. Is it about COVID? It's about the vaccine specifically. They did a poll, and they found that um, about one in five Canadians are not interested in taking the vaccine when it first comes out, but the vast majority are interested. And now you've got your choice. You've got the Pfizer or you've got the Moderna. And it looks like the Johnson & Johnson one's going to be out this spring. And it's it's basically like the, the Walmart of vaccines. You can just go and get whatever you want. One's a discount one and it's super cold. And another one needs to be stored at a warmer temperature. Yeah, there's lots of different options. But we don't agree on whether or not we're going to take it. But I think that's a pretty compelling number. 78% of Canadians are either leaning towards taking it or will definitely take it. It's those one in five. They're pretty adamant. They're convinced of a new world order. Wow, they're going to force us to take vaccines and you can't send your kids to school. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll see. No, they're not. I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen. No one's going to force anyone to do anything. They know that that's not going to work out well for anyone. I I still, I don't know. From the beginning, I've said it and I, I will continue to do it. Uh, it's, it's good that we have these vaccines. No one's saying stick it in your arm. We're saying that the vulnerable and those who do want it, which apparently are higher numbers than we even thought, than I thought, Scott, um, are going to get it. And that, that's great. And let them have that option. I don't think anyone's going to force anyone else unless you plan to, right? Unless you plan to do something. And uh, maybe it's going to be companies that will say, okay, well, if you want to work here, you have to do this. But I'm not even sure you can do that. I think that's a human rights violation in some cases, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, we'll cross that bridge if we get there. But I truly don't think we will need to. The other quick COVID thing here, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on COVID, but uh, the flu numbers, people are commenting on those. Yes. Because the flu, <laughs> any year we have a lot of uh, flu infections and it keeps people sidelined from work and there's kids sent home from school and we try and keep the flu from spreading too much. They say at this time last year, November the 17th, 2019, there were 711 positive cases of influenza across Canada. 711. So far this year, 17. A 98% drop. There's two things that could be happening here. Some people are speculating that they're confusing flu with COVID and people that actually have the flu are being diagnosed with COVID. I don't know if that's possible or not. I, I 
tend to think that there are tests for both and they can distinguish between the two, but uh, maybe not. However, an infectious disease expert at Queen's University says the reason that the flu is down so much this year is because of all the things we're doing from public health to avoid COVID-19. Frequent hand washing, physical distancing, mask wearing are all things that in any other year also would have prevented the flu from growing to 711 positive cases by November 17th. Uh, Can I just say maybe it's a combo thing too, right? Could Um, be. We we have some people saying the same thing. Okay, we're doing all the right things. We're staying home. So maybe less of us are sick. But also, I mean, Courtney on our Facebook page this morning says, most doctors aren't going to see you with those symptoms right now. They'll tell you to go test for COVID. Maybe it comes back negative and that's that. But it doesn't mean that you're not positive for the flu. Okay, so that could be possible, right? I don't know what the flu test is. What is the flu test? It's very similar to the COVID test, I believe. Don't they swab your nasal cavity? But but see, why wouldn't they make it so that when you go get your COVID test, you can also get checked for your average everyday flu so that at least you have some kind of conclusive, hey, this is what I have. Because apparently you're talking about a test that would say it's COVID or it's the flu. Exactly. And maybe that's way too complex. Um, but there's people who are saying like, no, there is flu. It's just that those people are being tested for COVID and they don't have COVID. So what are the, where do those numbers go? Nowhere. You know what I don't understand is I've mentioned it before on the podcast. My son lives in America, but he came back on Sunday and he is here now for the holidays because Uh, schools down in the U.S. changed their school year. So right around the U.S. Thanksgiving, everybody's done. They go their separate ways. They condensed the school year so there wasn't as many opportunities for people to leave campus and go see their family and then come back to campus with COVID. Well, he had COVID a few months ago now, and he's back here in Canada, and they still told him he needs to quarantine. And I thought, why do you need to quarantine? You've already had it. Doesn't matter. They still want you to quarantine. I know that we don't know how long your natural antibodies will protect you from catching COVID a second time, but we know it's at least a few months. Why on earth would someone who's already had it have to quarantine when they come back into Canada? That should be one of the safest people wandering around in society. Do they know, though? Do they know that? Like, I don't think that they know any of those things about antibodies. They don't know. There's nothing conclusive there. I'm pretty sure we at least understand you get at least a few months, if not at least a year or more. Of COVID antibodies. Uh, it just seems like a weird thing to to make all the returning university students quarantine for two weeks that have been out of the country if they've already had it. Same with all the snowbirds. I mean, statistically speaking, if, if you're a an older person that's coming back right now from your condo in Florida, you probably had it. <laughs> we know how many snowbirds there are. If they've already had it, I don't know why we're forcing them to quarantine. I could see making them get tested, but you can't even get tested without a valid reason to get tested. So it's kind of frustrating. I, I definitely understand it. And you mentioned an interesting point. The amount of people that can't uh, get in to see their doctor right now or that aren't seeing their doctor because doctors don't want to see people. I spoke to the receptionist at my family doctor office the other day. And she was telling me it is crazy how many doctors in Ontario, actual doctors who are getting nothing but high praise right now from society, won't see their actual patients for whatever reason. She told me some doctors are laying off staff because they don't want to open the office right now. They'll see you maybe over the phone, maybe by video conference, 
but they won't see a lot of cases in person. Yeah. And I don't understand that. I mean, if you're somebody who suffers from any number of things, uh, maybe you've got a rash, maybe you do have flu symptoms that aren't COVID. Maybe you have a lump that you just discovered. Who knows? There's a lot of reasons that you might need to see your doctor. Yeah. And a lot of doctors, family doctors, won't even see patients right now. I don't understand that. I thought this was an all-hands-on-deck effort from the healthcare community. How can a doctor turn away a patient that they're entrusted to care for? Yeah. I wonder how many things are slipping through the cracks because of that. I personally know of one case of someone who is uh, going through something and they found a lump. And it, it, was, it took them forever to finally get to the person that they needed to get to to try to check that out. So you wonder how many cases there are of that. Um, I know that there's a lot of doctors that are, like you said, right, it's changed to a Zoom. Or, hey, uh, send me photos and uh, let's, let's talk about this. Uh, but, but try to avoid coming in. And that's fine in some cases because in, in some cases I prefer that personally. Like, hey, sure. you know, my kid's got this. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Here's a picture give me the script for a cream or something fabulous that would work for me but more serious things that's a little scary yeah i mean listen i'm sure doctors the majority of their day is seeing the same shit over and over again oh you've got an ear infection oh you've got a sinus infection oh you've got this or oh you've got that but there's people out there that regularly need to get their blood pressure checked there's people out there who have uh, skin conditions that should be monitored, lumps to see if they're changing or or things like that. Mm-hmm. All reasons that we go to see our family doctor. It makes no sense to me that in the middle of a pandemic, doctors are closing their doors and saying, eh, go somewhere else. In the case of my doctor, uh, that doctor also sees walk-ins from time to time. She's had people coming from Wasega Beach, driving an hour and a half just to get an appointment because they can't get into any other doctor. And there's so many clinics that are just plain not taking patients. So the ones that are open are getting completely overrun. Is there not some sort of an expectation, though, that if you are a doctor, you have to practice medicine during a pandemic? I'm not sure. Honestly, I think that it, I don't know. Some of them might be just doing it at their uh, discretion. I've had no, I don't know. I personally have had no issues. I've had to have my daughter immunized twice um over this whole year and both times were okay they were different you know i had to go into my specific time i had to go this undergo the screening i was allowed in with her uh everything happened normally in the room aside from the fact we were wearing masks and that was different and that was that i i didn't really have a bad experience but i i just again i do wonder about the stuff that may slip through the cracks if this is the case can i make a plea here for anybody who likes to sell things online (laughs) there's a (laughs) Don't? Is your plea, don't do it? Well, there's that too. But yesterday, Toronto police had to send out a tweet because there's been so many people that bought the new PS5 or bought the new Xbox and plan to flip it, sell it online, mark it up a little bit, make some cash. And then when they go to wherever it is that they're going to meet the person who wants to buy the console, that person doesn't have a pocket full of cash. They've got a handgun who robs them of their shit. And not only do they take that PS5 or that Xbox, they also steal the cell phone, any cash they've got on them, things like that. It's a serious enough situation that police have had to send out a note to people saying, stop doing this. If you're going to do a deal online, you have to do it in a safe location. Be suspicious of changing locations at the last minute. That's a big red flag, by the way. 
Uh, if you're going to meet somebody to sell them the PS5 that you want to make a little bit of money on, and that you agree that you're going to meet in the, I don't know, police station parking lot at 3 p.m., and then they text you last minute and say, oh, I'm stuck on the highway. Meet me over by this plaza or meet me in this industrial complex. You should probably not go. Don't do Only that. Yeah. meet where you're supposed to meet. And I don't know if people know this or not, but a lot of um, municipal offices, police stations, libraries, they've got that surveillance system in the cameras uh, set up on the parking lot so you know that it's a safe and trusted place. No one's going to rob you because they can see the cameras are everywhere. So you've got to go to a trusted place if you're going to sell stuff. And by the way, don't mark it up too much. If you want to make a little bit of money, okay, fine. But if you bought a PS5 for, I don't know, five, 600 bucks with the sole intention of waiting until there's no supply and then jacking some family for 1500 or 2000 bucks for that console, that's... That's shitty. Yeah, Come on. that is shitty. It's Christmas. For God's sake, have a heart. Uh, let's get to a couple of different stories here. First off, we'll start down in Florida. Hello, Florida. Oh, whatever. <laughs> hang on. Let me let me get myself ready if we're heading down to Florida. <clears throat> okay, I'm ready. Saturday afternoon, a couple was driving. They were in Largo. It was quarter to three in the afternoon. And that's when they got that little tingle, that little feeling, that little, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> and 39-year-old Amber looked at her boyfriend, 30-year-old Sean, and she was like, hey, now, let's do this. And Sean thought, fucking right, let's do this. Rather than going home, getting a hotel, going into a private area... They pulled over on the side of the road and just started doing it right there. <laughs> okay. Right there. All right. According to the Largo Police Department, mm-hmm. many drivers called to complain about what was happening on the side of the road. It's not very often that you're driving down the highway and you see some guy just giving her right in the trunk. You're driving by probably thinking maybe someone needs help here. What's going on? And then you look at the window, you're like, no, they're just fucking in broad daylight. That's it. <laughs> so someone well, calls the cops. The cops arrive. Cops arrive. Hey, hey, you get your pecker out of there and pull up your pants, both of you. Disengage immediately. Here's the dismount. Go. So they got dressed, and um, the police obviously asked them a few questions, ran their ID, and again, another fucking dumb criminal. You don't do something illegal to draw attention to the fact that you've done something illegal. Both of them were wanted. (laughs) Amber has got criminal records for everything from theft to drug possession to obstruction of justice. Amber. Sean was recently arrested for shoplifting kitty litter and peppermint tea from Walmart. (laughs) That is the saddest shoplift I've ever heard. What the fuck? (laughs) They were both arrested for felony lewd and lascivious exhibition. Come on. They will likely get a fine and not do jail time, although it will be up to the judge when inevitably the judge sees them in his or her courtroom. Wow. You just had to do it. You just had to. How horny are you? Yeah, I mean, I think we've on. all been in a situation where we really kind of wanted something. 
but not to pull over on the side of the road and start fucking in the middle of the day. It was quarter to three in the afternoon on a highway. Jeez. Idiots. 58% of remote workers have had sex on the clock this year. Yeah. See? And, th- and that's in their own home now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, if they're remote working, chances are it is in their own home and they can probably get away with it. It's mainly millennials, in case you're wondering. 58% of millennials who have been working from home during the pandemic have had sex while they were on the clock. 68% say they even tried new positions. <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to see if I can balance a keyboard on the back of your head. That's great. <laughs> Let's incorporate snack time. 52% have brought up a kink or fetish that they hadn't mentioned before. Well, that's a weird time to try out a new fetish. Like, hey, honey, I want to tie you up while I'm on this uh, this call here with a client. Yeah. 45% not only discussed it, they actually ended up trying that out. Hmm. Well, that's a little concerning. I mean, I've called Bell, for example, during the pandemic and had a nice conversation with the person there. They, too, were working from home. It's kind of weird to know that when they were supposed to be looking for a better cell phone plan for me, they were actually getting a BJ or something like that. You know, people, quote unquote, fuck around at work all the time. People do it all the time. Whether their version of that is getting up from their desk and going and talking over here to Josh about what he's doing this weekend or talking to Jane about the meal she cooked the night before, you're fucking around and you're not working. So if you're at home, you might as well just like quite literally be fucking around instead of working. Like, what's the difference? You know that people are slacking off anyway. They're slacking off, getting off, all the same shit. Mm -hmm. It does seem like people are hornier in general, doesn't it? Well, the stories that you tell us, yeah. Well, I only read the dirty ones, though. Keep that in mind. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the websites that you go to. <laughs> um, is it okay to have some fun with your wedding photos? Yeah, sure. Different poses and silly yeah, faces, sure. or do all your wedding photos have to be that classic image no. that you will see I don't know, hanging in your living room or dining room for the rest of your married life. No, no, I, I, like, I like switching it up, spicing it up. I'm reading this story here. It's a woman complaining, and she wants to know if she's an asshole because she spent $1,700 on her wedding photos. Is that really how much they cost, by the way? If you, if you get an all-day photographer all day long, it, yeah, it can cost that much. Yep. Well, she spent 1700 bucks on a set of wedding photos and did not realize until she got the photos back from the photographer just recently, her husband was doing the guns up <laughs> and oh making God. silly faces in most of the photos. She's pissed. Was she not looking at him at any of the, those times that the photos were taken? The woman insists that her husband only made those poses for fun and when she was not able to see him or she was focused on the camera. So I guess if you're side by side and you're not looking directly at him, there's really no way to know that he was making the (gasps) shocked face in (laughs) in their wedding photos. She says, out of the entire crop, only six photos are usable. Wow. That means she paid over $200 per usable picture. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Does she have a right to be angry? 
Like, if you're going to do the, the, the silly faces and weird poses, don't you both have to be in on it? Or does the other person just get the shock of a lifetime when they open up the pictures? I mean, doesn't she know the guy? Like, I know people like this, by the way. I know people like this. And their wives, or husbands maybe, um, in some cases, would know to keep an eye on them for that reason. Because they're going to be silly. So, does she, is she seriously all that shocked, first of all? Because I'd be surprised. Second of all... No, just man, move on. Like, who cares? Just, just leave it alone. People that are commenting are uh, pretty well behind the bride here, saying that was bullshit that he did that. He ruined all those photos and wasted all that money. I don't know if it's necessarily a waste. I mean, they did get six photos out of it. Nonetheless, six photos out of the dozens and dozens and dozens that were taken is a pretty low percentage. And they did pay $1,700 for just six photos. But uh, uh, kind of a memory. Well, why don't you talk to your little husband there, your, your, new, your newlywed husband, and talk to him about what he plans to do about it if you really are that upset. Maybe the deal is, you know what, sweetie? We have to have a photo session now every year on our anniversary, and you're going to take a nice damn photo every year. If you really are that pissed off, and he really does love you, maybe he'll be willing to do that if you are so upset about it. I think if you're with a jokester, you know you're with a jokester, kind of what you alluded to a few minutes ago. Do you really have to sit your fiancé and minutes away from being husband down on your wedding day and say, okay, listen, I know you. Don't drink too much. Don't fuck around. We're going to take some nice photos, and you're not going to be an asshole in any of them. Yeah. Understood? Capiche? Do you know how many times that conversation has been had? Oh, yeah. I know people personally that have had those conversations. But again, you know them. You do give them a heads up. It's just, to me, it's funny that it comes back and she's shocked that he would do this. Like, is it that out of character? Are you certain? This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Oreo has announced a new platform. Where you can customize your own cookies. You can even order Oreo cookies with your own face on them. That's cool. The new Oreo platform, they say, allows you to add graphics to your cookies. They call it Oreo ID. They've offered some options for cookie flavor and icing in the middle. Right now, you can get any cream color you want, basically. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, pink, or white icing. Five quantity and packaging options. You can get a white box, a black box, a a bag. And you can get fudge or white fudge cream in the middle. You can also add sprinkles in all the same colors. And they put a picture on it. They're $2.50 each with a minimum order of $20. So fifty-two fifty to get twenty cookies. Would you do it? Um, I mean, may probably not. I'm glad that Oreo is doing something other than fucking up the flavors. So that's good. I'm glad they've taken a. I like the Oreo no, flavors. No. Some of them are really good. No, just leave them alone. Oreos are fine. 
So putting a picture on it, I'm okay with that. That's great. It's it's unique and it's different. I would not no. To answer your question, no, I wouldn't spend that kind of money on on cookies, even if they did have my face on it or someone else's face on it. I I wouldn't care. Not even for the novelty of it all. I mean, wh- let's say for example, it's your anniversary coming up, and you decide to get uh, you and your husband cookies. Hey, honey, eat my cookie. I don't Something need Oreos like to do that. <laughs> that's easy well, you know I, what i yeah i don't need to spend any money on that <laughs> but wouldn't it be neat if you have people over like hey it's our fifth anniversary hey, here's some okay here's some so, us cookies i mean yeah you're talking about for celebrations uh yeah maybe you know someone who's an oreo fiend and you can decorate a cake using those oreos and uh okay maybe but it's still it's a little pricey. It's a little pricey, but it's it's neat. I like oh. that it's a it's an option. You know, it's only a matter of time before some overly excited and creative maid of honor starts ordering these for bachelorette parties, yeah. and then before you know it, everybody's eating cookies with cocks all over them. Yes, dick cookies. Absolutely. People are already spending a fortune on dick stuff for bachelorette parties. Now that you can get it in a fucking cookie, yeah, that's going to be wildly popular. People love that shit. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Oreo with a dick on it. Yeah. <laughs> Dickios. Come get your Dickios. Yeah, pretty much. Um, bathroom. Certain things are rude. Rude. So they asked people about bathroom etiquette. It's a new poll. 2,000 people participated. And here are the worst, least ethical things you can do. In the bathroom. Okay, so are we talking public bathrooms or any bathroom? Any bathroom. Okay. I mean, most people listening right now share a bathroom with somebody else. Okay. And maybe yeah. they're an inconsiderate prick. Yep. Here's the top ten reasons why. Leaving an empty roll of toilet paper on the roller is the rudest oh, bathroom habit a- that people have. Yeah. Yeah, that's not hard it's to... It's an easy fix, too. Like, it's easy. Fix it. Just, just put a new roll on it. Okay, but as easy as it was to replace the toilet paper, it's also easy for you to do it. If you come in and sit down and there's an empty roll there, oh, it's also not no. a lot of skin off your back to just no. replace it. You don't put that on the person who just sits down for the first time and then looks over and it's empty. That shouldn't be on them. You finish it, you replace it. That's the rule. All right. I just don't see why, you know, to me, that's right up there with uh, women that complain, ah, the toilet seat was up and and I fell in the bowl. Well, first (laughs) off, fucking look before you sit down. It's not that hard. Take a look. If you see the seat is up, put it down. It's not like you're, you're going in blind or something like that. And who the fuck just sits down without checking first? If you end up with your ass in the water, that's on you, not on the person that left the toilet seat up. It's easy to put the toilet seat back down again, though, isn't it? It's just as easy to put it uh, for you to put yeah, it back but, down. It's made a certain way so that we shouldn't have to move it up or down. It should just already be down. Cat, you only use the toilet one way. Guys have got some options. They can sit or they can stand. Given that we can stand... If you happen to live in a household with a man, you should probably check to make sure that seat is down rather than losing your shit because you fell in the bowl. Because that's more on you than it is on him. Huh, there's a hot take, isn't it? 
It's at Scott Fox on air. At Scott Fox on air. Oh, you know what? And I fully expect there's going to be guys that message me and say, no, you're right. How fucking hard is it? Why am I always in shit? Because she cannot check the toilet before she sits down. The guys that listen to this podcast sometimes surprise me in the greatest ways. I bet you're going to get more dudes being like, God, don't put us in that light. That's not me. Watch. Or those are the ones I'll get anyway. Mm -hmm. If necessary, not cleaning the toilet after using it. That includes getting pee on the seat. Oh, yes. What kind of a savage pisses on the seat and doesn't clean it up afterwards? What kind just of a leaves monster? it. Yeah, who the hell would do that? That's horrible. But you've been okay, so public bathrooms. And now I know we could do it a completely separate podcast, a long one on public bathroom shit that we literally that we have found around. But who doesn't take the moment? First of all, who who does that? Who pisses all over a seat? And I've seen it in a in a female bathroom, Scott. Female. I don't know how girls do it. That's all awful. over the fuck. I've seen it all over the fucking place. Like, did you fucking what the fuck happened in there? Did you god? Did you explode? Did you shake yourself up like a pop can and just let her rip? I'm so confused. But yes, clean up <laughs> after. That's twerking. That's how you shake yourself yeah, up like, like a pop. Did you go to the Cardi B school of pissing? I don't understand what you're doing here. Three is leaving hair in the shower drain. That's Uh, more a girl thing than a guy thing, though. And I mean, that might be the equivalent of leaving the toilet seat up. If you don't clean out the drain of your own hair, that's rude. Yeah. Having said that, it's kind of a guy's job to deal with the plumbing in a house, isn't it? Oh, what? I don't mind saying that, though. I don't expect my my girlfriend to use her nicely manicured fingers to fish fucking hair out of the drain. But that's what they have the drain snakes for. I drain snake in our house. I do it all the time because I know it's I'm the culprit of any thing that comes close to clogging because I have a lot of hair. Well, that's very kind of you. I just think that there's certain things and, and you're welcome to disagree with me if you want. I just think there's certain things that are a guy's job. And uh, probably cleaning out the drain is one of them, even though it's not likely his hair in most circumstances. Unless he's using the uh, new Manscaped trimmer and he's just got a whole bunch of pubes. In there. <laughs> is the COVID, the COVID pubes have caught up with him? <laughs> Leaving a nasty smell behind and doing nothing to cover it up? Oh. Yeah, I mean, it, rude? Uh, I don't know. Could you have, like, lit a candle or... Or sprayed some air freshener. Yeah, you probably could have. I don't know if it's rude to not. But that's one of the things that came up. Making a mess in the sink. This is probably more a man thing than a woman thing. But yeah, there's no shortage of guys that will shave. Sink has got some stubble in it and they just walk away. Sure. Girls can be be guilty too with um, makeup, for example. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can be guilty too in and around. Maybe not necessarily in the sink, but around the sink. Leaving wet towels on the floor or hanging on a doorknob. That drives me crazy. Which one? The floor, the doorknob, or both? All of them. (laughs) Listen, there's a place to hang your towel. And when that towel's dry, you throw it in the wash. You don't need to, to take that wet towel and throw it on the floor and just wait for the mold and mildew to start growing. That's awful. Leaving the bathroom floor wet after a shower. This could be easily solved by getting a bath mat. No. Yeah, definitely. Um, And yeah, yeah. But cleaning up after it, if let's say you do do a quick scurry uh, from the shower 
to the counter because you forgot your lotion I don't know, that you want in the shower. I don't fucking know. But anyway, you leave a little trail. Just make sure you clean it up. That's it, right? And, and that's a tripping hazard. That's actually super dangerous. And finally, hanging toilet paper the wrong way. Yeah. This oh, and what conver- is the wrong way? Okay, well, this is the can of worms. But you should probably have that conversation with someone before you move in with them. Hey, listen, it's great and things are going good and I think we should live together. But I just need to know first, do you think the toilet paper should go over or under? And if they say under but you're an over person, you have to end the relationship right there because your life will never be complete. Right. (laughs) I'm an over person. It should always go over. (laughs) I agree. I mean, you're not going to get an argument out of me. I totally agree with you. And on that... (laughs) We say thank you for listening to After 9 today. Uh, This episode of After 9 brought to you by Barks Custom Carpentry. Gift local, support local. Handmade custom pieces with your custom colors and designs. Charcuterie boards, cutting boards, tables, shelves. If it's made of wood, they can do it. See Barks underscore custom underscore carpentry on Instagram, or you can find them on Etsy. And if you mention the After 9 podcast, you save the tax on your first order. That's Barks underscore custom underscore carpentry. All right. You have a good day. I don't want to hear from you again until 530 tomorrow morning. You got it, sir. (laughs) We'll catch you next time, guys. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.